what will your future look like? The job you do today could be different than the jobs of tomorrow. Some see this as a challenge. At UCF, we see opportunity. A chance for you to grow your knowledge and strengthen your skills from anywhere life might take you. With in-demand degree programs and resources for your success, UCF Online can help you prepare for the future and all the possibilities that come with it. From the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning, I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And I am Kelvin Thompson. And you are listening to TopCast, the teaching online podcast. Hey, Kelvin. What is up, Tom? What is up? Um, Good question. Not the Mm -hmm. sun today. It's a rainy day here in Central Florida, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. We have our Mm -hmm. share of sunshine. Sunshine. Say that 10 Mm -hmm. times fast. Mm Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, in Florida, uh, outside of Florida, you might not know this, but we refer to this rain as liquid sunshine. It's good. It's the, the Chamber of Commerce tells us to do that. <laughs> That's right. right. We need it once in a while. And we're not That's quite right. into our tropical season of uh, every day getting a storm of biblical proportion for an hour and then it stops. Yeah. You start seeing the arcs and the, the animals start floating by and, <laughs> yeah. and hurricanes or right after them Lightning or something. And- Thunder. That's right. Yeah. It's always dramatic in the afternoons Mm -hmm. here in the summer, but we're not quite there yet. It's true. Um, Speaking of seasonal events, might I say to you, Dr. Kavanaugh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I assume you're referring to our Topcast anniversary. Yes. uh, Today is the first episode of our seventh season. Six years in the rearview mirror. Wow. I know. We've been doing this nonsense for that long, huh? I know. Like if you wow. were if if the podcast were a kid, it would it'd be like done with first grade into second grade or something, I guess now, right? Something like that. Wow. That's amazing. That mm-hmm. is amazing. Well, congratulations, Kelvin. Happy anniversary. Congratulations, Tom. What is the seventh anniversary? Is that like pewter or something? Bitcoin? Bitcoin, yes. I'll take that as a gift. I don't own any Bitcoin. <laughs> Cryptocurrency of some flavor. I... <laughs> Dogecoin, yeah, yeah. something. Yes. Yeah, Maybe. okay. Sure, we'll go with that uh, as opposed to whatever, linen or something. <laughs> That's right, bamboo. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. So um, I assume we have something special in the thermos for our seventh season initial episode no it's just coffee oh okay <laughs> but uh it is i don't know i don't know what you think about it i um i think it's um it's fragrant and flavorful it is um another of the tasty flavored coffees you know i'm not a big fan of flavored coffees but i have become somewhat enamored of the flavored coffees from bones coffee company in cape coral florida we've had a couple of those on in the past. And um, this one, I thought um, I chose because I think, I think this is right, I think we both share a bit of a delight in a well-turned phrase or an elegant play on words. And today's coffee has a, eh, I don't know, somewhat witty name. It's Oh Fudge! Because it is, you guessed it, fudge flavored. Uh-huh. So, uh, I like it. You know, I do like a flavored coffee, as mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It's desserty for the afternoon here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, fudge, which is 
uh, probably a reference to Christmas Story, that famous scene where the, the nuts are illuminated just briefly in the nighttime sky. Yes, only yes. I didn't say fudge. Yeah. 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 All right, so there's a connection in here somewhere. Uh, if you can find one, there is. Yeah, let's see. Well, I know what today's episode's about. That helps. <laughs> yeah, it, it does help because I'd be lost without it. Um, you said something about how we both like a well-turned phrase. Yes. And uh, I'm assuming oh fudge is sort of the, 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 the short reference um, to something, something else, uh, mm-hmm. not just the coffee. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be talking about uh, phrases and mm-hmm. you know, sort of pithy one-liners in mm-hmm. our in our episode today. Am I close? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I couldn't come up with anything else. Uh, you know, uh, so there you go. And you got some fudge-flavored coffee out of it as well. Yeah. So the uh, we we've tried. I think for the last few seasons, we do these season kickoffs uh, to 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 be a little meta, to be a little overarching and and uh, aspirational and kind of comment a bit on the the big direction of our our field. So the big idea for season seven kickoff is kind of these pithy bumper sticker kind of slogans that articulate our aspirations for the future of high quality online blended digital education. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but uh, not on the air. Um, But uh, our, our mutual friend and colleague, Chuck Jubin, one of the things he used to do that I thought was so great was he would, uh, when attending a large conference, like an Educause conference, and he'd go in the exhibit hall, which Julie Little once described to me when she worked for Educause as a, as a Moroccan bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are bazaar. Yeah, uh, it's very much not that I've ever been in person, but it's how I imagine a Moroccan bazaar to be. Um, Chuck would go around and collect the uh the like the corporate branding one-liner kind of marketing spiel from all of these different booths and then he would put them together into like a little like collage word cloud <laughs> uh it was fascinating yeah. and and it was like can you tell what they're selling uh-huh. with this thing uh-huh. And it was remarkable, the similarities between them all, even if it was completely different sorts of businesses. Yeah. Yeah, so. which, I, which I think hits the kind of the, the two sides of a coin uh, issues, like with this, this gimmick for, for today's episode. Um, pithy sayings can be trite and they can miss nuance, but pithy sayings can distill a lot into a little and sometimes be memorable. So that's what we'd, we'd hope for if we throw some, some slogans out there. Maybe, maybe they'll be memorable. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're kind of doing this not just to be gimmicky, but we're kind of on this trajectory, right, of, of focusing on quality and reputation repair post-COVID. And I don't know, maybe we'll throw the spaghetti against the refrigerator and see what sticks. Yeah, these are all, for what it's worth, uh, short enough to be easily tweetable. Uh, little pith- pithy st- sayings. So um, if you feel so inspired uh, or you want to come up with one of your own, tag us yeah. when you tweet yeah. it. Yeah. So right. you have done a lot of the background legwork on this. I have just sort of, you know, <laughs> casually uh, commented on some of the, the sayings that you've come up with. So, Kelvin, would you like to kind of get us get us started? 
Sure, I'll give it a shot. And, you know, I, I, I kind of thought, you know, season seven, we'll see if we can maybe do seven of these. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe plus a bonus one or two reject pile or something. Um, and some of these have variations, right? So, um, I'll, and they're they're kind of in order-ish, maybe broader to more seven specific. Seven brothers for seven sisters. These are yes. seven slogans for seven seasons or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe seven slogans to save online learning <laughs> for <laughs> <Yeah>. ourselves. <laughs> yes. something, something like that. Uh, so first, I mean, here's two versions of the same kind of thing. Maybe online learning, Anytime, anywhere, anyone. And I'm sure there's been a lot of entities that have used that anytime, anywhere, anyone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But maybe another thing might be um, online, anytime, anywhere, anyone. And you could kind of fill in the blank. You know, anytime, anywhere, anyone can learn, can participate, can be heard, can benefit, can get an education, can graduate. I don't know. I... That anytime, anywhere, anyone works for me. What about you? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, and I had my own little subversion of this, uh, which sub-version of this, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, of, um, which is maybe just a subset of what you were implying. Because I, I kept thinking of Ratatouille. Anyone can cook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I remember that. anyone yeah. can learn, right? Yes, yes. So, but that's right. anyone can learn anytime, anywhere. Yes. You know, That's maybe right. I'll reverse it a little bit on yeah, you, but yeah. Uh, right. yeah, and you had a couple others on there, like anybody can succeed, anyone yes. can graduate. You know, yeah. I think those are great, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think it's true. Yeah, I think I think that whole any 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 right anytime anywhere anyone. I really think the reason that shows up now and again through the years is I think it puts the student right at the center of everything. Because why is it anytime? Why is it anywhere? I, why is it anyone? Because you're, you're trying to afford that flexibility. I, I think that, that maybe more than a lot of things, really encompasses a lot of what we aspire to. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. Yeah. They go I mean, downhill from here, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> why is it online? Why is it anytime? Right, because that's the way the student needs it. It does. Right. It puts the student at the, at the center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's one. Numero uno. Yeah. You can try another one? Sure, let's try another one. Better learning by design. Better learning online. Uh, it's reminiscent of our last episode where, where we had Shannon Riggs on. Yep, yep. I guess you could have Thrive Online by design. Yeah, Something that's like good. That. Yeah, so here's my interpretation. Yes, Slight for it. corollary. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a play on the uh, orange juice. It's not just for breakfast anymore. Uh-huh. It's online learning. It's not just for convenience anymore. Yeah, I got you. Sure. So it's about other things. That's right. Uh, it's about success, and it's about mm-hmm. thriving, and it's about you know quality. Um, it, it, I think when online learning started, and justifiably so, it, it was all about convenience. Hmm. It was about making learning accessible. And, and not to say it's not that anymore, but I think it's more than that now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's that and uh, success. Mm-hmm. You can do things online that you can't do face-to-face. You can have a qualitatively superior experience in some cases than you can even face-to-face, depending upon how a course is designed intentionally and students are engaged so that they may thrive. Um, so I think it's, it's more than just convenience. Yeah, I think that's good. And, you know, I'd go so far as to say, you know, uh, Shannon in episode 88 um, really talked about how 
you know, you, you can't compare the, you know, the best of one modality with the worst of another. And, and it's really all about design, regardless of modality. But I would go so far as to say, I think online invites design, right? Because we tend to have more explicit design processes supported by IDs and other professionals compared to face-to-face. Therefore, we tend to see better learning online. Um, but online, I've said for years, online makes the formerly invisible visible or the formerly implicit explicit. So that just invites design um, yeah. into the yeah. process. Well, and when you even think about it, uh, uh, an entity like Quality Matters, Mm-hmm. Or uh, other kind, like we have a, a course, uh, an excellence in online teaching award mm-hmm. uh, here at UCF, and part of that award is is for the committee of faculty peers to evaluate submissions, courses that have been mm-hmm. designed, and it's as you said, it's explicit, it's transparent. You can see the design mm-hmm. because there's a record of it uh, mm-hmm. online and. That's not necessarily the case face-to-face. So right. it may be a great course, right. and it may be engaging, and you may love going to class and listening to that professor, And but it's ephemeral, right? It disappears when that class is over. And yep. unless you were sitting there, you wouldn't know if it was good or not. But um, in an online class, you, you, would, you would at least know that it's designed well, whether or not it was delivered and facilitated well is maybe a separate question, but at least you know it was designed well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ready for a, a third one? Let's do it. All right, this one we might be controversial, so it, it gets, its own, um, gets its own little caveat. Online learning, it's not just Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, that might be a little defensive, but we don't want to beat up on Zoom. But so many of us at this point use Zoom. It's like Kool-Aid or something, right? Uh, we use Zoom synonymously with synchronous. So what is, is that? Uh, right. Synecdoche or pars pro toto or something. You know, we use the, the one thing and mean the broader thing or whatever. FedEx uh, for overnight delivery or right. Xerox to make a photocopy right. or something. That's Kleenex. Right. Yeah. That's right. All yeah. those things. All those yeah. things. So online learning is not just Zoom because I'm sure some people think it's just Zoom. Some people do after the past year they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I, have a, I have a corollary for that one. Please go for it. <laughs> it's just... I, I imagine I might make this bumper sticker and stick it on my car. <laughs> I can't wait. It, Synchronous online can actually be good. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it goes back to the previous one about intentional design and making sure that you build a course that's not just show up and talk uh, in an online modality as opposed to just show up and talk in a classroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's good. Um, I, you know, I guess another corollary that you know, I was going in this direction too, is especially for asynchronous courses, is online, we learn by doing. We've certainly talked about that, and you've, you've experienced it a lot, um, the perception from some folks, parents, students, others, that, hey, give me some, give me some actual teaching. Let me, let me see a video pointed at a professor. None of right. this teach myself stuff. Well, online, we learn by doing. I mean, you know, I, I was in 4-H as a kid, and that was one of the, it seems like we had a lot of mottos, but that was one of the mottos, learn by doing, you know, be hands-on. You get, you know, you have a, some things have to be experienced in order to be understood, and and that's part of what the classic online asynchronous kind of, it, it involves you more than just like a, 
a synchronous Zoom session mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally agree. I mean, I'm a believer in the constructivist <laughs> lens through which to design uh, instruction, whether it's online or any other modality. And uh, I'm not a big fan of the passive you sit while I talk kind of instruction that that seems to be what's the, the paradigm in so many people's minds who haven't experienced real online learning other than, you know, the emergency stuff of the past year. Maybe we'll do a quick plug here. Um, we'll throw it in the show notes. Uh, Dr. Michelle D. Miller's recent Chronicle of Higher Ed piece um, about like a, a year of remote teaching. She does some reflections on that. And one of the, and it's, it's a very good piece, but one of the things that stood out to me that she said, she referred to the lost ground in the fight for active learning. And I think especially lost ground in the fight for online active learning. I agree with that. Um, In fact, even here at UCF, as we've been working to get rid of kind of lecture capture and in some courses, particularly in our College of Business, and, and we've talked about this in the past on the podcast, had to go back to some of that same strategy by necessity over the past year. Um, but I think once we're back, that'll we'll, we'll, we'll pick up our initiatives uh, where we left off and start phasing them out again. Mm-hmm. Number four? Numero cuatro. All right, here, here's where my, my geekiness shows, so you can, you can choose not to like this one. Uh, learn online, travel space and time, Wow, that's a bold, bold uh, statement. Travel space and time. But Travel space I, and time. I like it because I talk a lot about the, you know, the two dimensions of, of flexibility, of temporal and spatial flexibility that online learning affords. So I get it. Yeah. It's not just, uh, not just replicating face-to-face. There's a, you know, we keep talking about this, but I'll say it out loud again. Provides flexibility for students with adult life responsibilities. That's what Classic online learning does real well. We need to be open to, like you said, doing synchronous well. There's, you know, there's times that maybe you just want to travel space, but not time, but traveling space and time. That's wow. good. Yeah. It's like a wormhole. Like a TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Doctor Who <laughs> reference, right? That's right. That's right. That's good. I, I know enough <laughs> to good. know that. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And Kelvin Bentley will be proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my my time lord friend. Yes, that's right. Um, anything else you want to say about traveling space and time? No, no. I think I think that that stood on its own. Maybe that's a maybe that's a sign that uh, that one works. I don't know. Maybe okay. maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Number All right. five. Uh, you want me to do number five? Sure. You Even go right ahead. Twenty years. No, please um, go right ahead. It's always your turn to speak in classic online courses. I think that's true. I think that's true. It's maybe not as elegant a turn of phrase, you know, but it's always your turn to speak online isn't, that might kind of be work, but it it doesn't always work in Zoom, right? Uh, Because it's more like the classroom, because we kind of go one at a time, and you might, you know, oh, sorry, you didn't get a chance to speak up, and, but that's what I love about asynchronous courses, right? That, um, you don't have to be the outgoing student, and, and, you know, there's literature that talks about the benefit to introverts or to speakers of languages other than the the language that the course is taught in, benefiting from that thoughtful, constructor thing you want to say. That's beautiful. 
Yeah, totally agree. I mean, as you said, the, the, one of the things that we always talk about, it's become even almost a trope in online learning, is that the, the quiet student in the back has just as much opportunity to contribute as the, as the sort of dominant one who always raises their hand and kind of takes over the room. Um, and, and I think about, like, there was a, a woman I, I knew in my doctoral program who um, she confided in me that she had uh, epilepsy. Mm. And she was she had a lot of anxiety about getting up in front of the class and presenting. And she actually had asked me to present one of her her projects her, on her behalf. And she got permission from the professor to allow me to do that. But somebody like her, who had those issues in a live classroom, would would be able to participate without those issues online just as meaningfully as as every other student in the class. And I think it's an equalizer in many ways. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a good story. Uh, can I throw in uh, one uh, kind of an alternate version from the reject pile sure. <laughs> at the risk of beating on Zoom again? Sure. Make room, not Zoom. Make room for each other to speak. <laughs> See, not I like Zoom. Those, those ones. I like the headline BuzzFeed kind of clickbaity ones. Yeah. 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 Make room, not Zoom. All right, that's good. Yeah. You want to do number six? No, I'm going to let you do number six. <laughs> I've read it. Okay. I read it, and I won't touch it. <laughs> I got it. All right, that's fine. Online learning is about people. It's people! It's people! <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of people have no idea what that reference yeah, it's is. It's a Soylent Green reference. It's yeah. a Charlton Heston. I actually have seen Soylent Green, uh, and... I kid you not, uh, a couple of years ago, it freaked me out. I was in our little uh, little kitchenette in the old office by the microwave, and there was some sort of like meal packet, and it said something about Soylent products, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know, there was some kind of a meal replacement thing. Oh <laughs> like, my. Somebody used that term, and I was, I got really weirded out for a second. Wow. Yeah. Because I can't say I've people. actually seen the movie, but I've seen that scene like so yes. many other people. Yes. And Soylent Green is people. Yes. People but online that. learning is about people. Or you mm -hmm. could say it's people because it doesn't happen without people. It's not technology. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, I sometimes, I've, maybe you've had this experience sometimes uh, in the past. People are like, eh, I don't do online courses. Why is that? Uh, I don't want to learn from a computer. You're not right. learning from a computer. Right, I know. I know. <laughs> not learn. So this too has a student-centered quality to it. I think. I think of our of our colleague uh, Michelle Pekansky Brock Brokansky, uh, and she's used the uh, kind of the humanize ed, you know, kind of uh, phrase humanizing education. Uh, I think putting humans at the center. I mean, I think that's good. And, and like you talked about construction of knowledge earlier, constructivism, that. This is all about the people stuff. Right. It's all the people interaction stuff. Right. Well, and also interacting with the faculty member. A good yes. online class is not a <laughs> faculty robo people course. Too. Yes. <laughs> Most of them are. Yes. Most of them are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll do the last one here. Yeah, okay. Uh, then I have a bonus for you. Too. All right. Can't wait. Um, so online learning, mm -hmm. you know, 25 years of evidence-based quality. A quarter century of evidence-based quality. That's Online true. learning didn't show up mm -mm. last year That's right. because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Or, forgive me because I'm still sensitive about it, it didn't show up in 2012 <laughs> when Stanford <laughs> and Sebastian Thrun did a MOOC, you know? That, that wasn't the invention of online learning either. 
I yes. hate to tell you. Some no. of us have been doing it since the 90s. That's right. I'm with you. Both of those yes, things. That's, I know. that's exactly I'll right. Get off my high horse. No, that's right. And, you know, there, um, there's a lot of uh, literature, research literature, professional practice literature. There are professional associations we've talked about before. Um, the Online Learning Consortium has a journal, Online Learning. Um, gosh, Oregon State has an efficacy research database. Mm-hmm. At UCF, uh, we have... Doctors Chuck Jubin and Patsy Moskal, who have just a, just a, gosh, I mean their their catalog of of, of studies is is immense and the Jubin Moskal um, corpus alone is it's is huge archivable yes it really is right it, and and really that kind of evidence supports the kind of practices that we've been kind of talking through in this episode that we try to summarize in these bumper sticker slogans. Yep. Uh, you know, the asynchronous, the flexibility, the active learning. And they speak to all of that. But like you said, yep. not new. Not new. Not, not new. bad. No. Can be great. <laughs> can be great. <laughs> yeah, just like anything. It can right. be great or it can right. stink. Uh, you know, it's all like back to the previous one. that It's all about how it's designed and facilitated and at right. the risk of repeating myself. I can't wait to hear your bonus. Yes. Well, the bonus is one I've pilfered from you. So um, really can't wait to hear it. Then. Yes. Uh, so this is this is me quoting you. Uh, the future is blended. There's mm-hmm. a bumper sticker if I ever, or an epitaph if I ever heard Ooh. one. I hope it's a bumper sticker. I hope it's not yeah. an epitaph. The future is blended. And I think it's true, especially coming out yeah. of the pandemic. So many yeah. people, so many faculty who have maybe not been teaching online have been exposed mm-hmm. to online tools and probably are going to keep using them to some degree mm-hmm. uh, going forward, whether they're flipped or it's full blend or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, online learning, um, I think we may ha- have reached some level of critical mass during the pandemic that will help to propel it forward. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that 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 ubiquity of online tools use and then also counterbalance with that kind of that desire to get back into a a room. I'm having to discipline myself. I've been called out twice on this in the last few months. My preferred phrase from years of doing this work is face-to-face to refer to four walls and a door, right? Uh, face-to-face. But I've been called out twice now by colleagues who are like, in a Zoom call, you're face-to-face. I'm like, are you yeah. though? Yeah. And so, you know, now I'm hearing people start to prefer in person. You know, like, oh, right. I don't know. I guess All so. Right. I guess I get it. I mean, it. I can't argue with in person, but I am not going to, I'm, I'm going to respectfully disagree with people who say that what you and I are doing right now over Zoom is face-to-face. Face-to-face. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to see this. It's like, I see your face, you see my face, but it doesn't feel like face-to-face. Yeah. No, it's not face-to-face. It's, it's interactive and it's visual. And I think it's as close as we can get in this simulacrum that it, we live in right now. Ooh, nice but, word. Um, you know, it's not, it's not face-to-face. Anyway, uh, so the future is blended, uh, quoteth, saith Dr. Thompson. Hey, I'm, I'm with you on that one, yeah, for sure. Um, well, do you want me to try to tie this up into an uh, even pithier, tidy bow? Yes, please. My coffee, my fudge is winding down. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You know, looking at it, I don't know that this bottom line is that pithy. <laughs> you know? It's as pithy as you get, That's That is truer words have not been spoken. So slogans have their limitations. We talked about that at the very beginning. But communicating a lot of meaning 
through an economy of words is helpful as we seek to rally other professionals and the public, other stakeholders, to the cause of championing high-quality online teaching and learning. So if you found any value in any of those, maybe you can practice saying a lot in a little, putting them on a bumper sticker, putting them in a tweet. Hey, gosh, send us send us a, a tweet at TopCast now or send us an email at topcast at ucf.edu. We'd love to hear your slogans. Yes, yes. Pick one to live by over the next year. Or That's right. Tattoo it on your back. That's right, like I do. <laughs> right. So, Kelvin, we have a moment. Shall mm-hmm. we do one of our our plugs yeah, that have, sure. uh, have come up uh, in the in the uh, the old podcast machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna plug it? Sure. Um, so we we have a new review from Topcast listener and and past mystery wooer. Mm-hmm. Back when we were doing that, mm-hmm. uh, Amy Crowley Gonsolin from uh, Miami Dade College, a fellow Floridian here. And so, yes. and so Amy says, Tom and Kelvin are delightful to listen to as they share a cup of coffee that Kelvin always manages to connect somehow, <laughs> my, emphasis mine, um, <laughs> to the topic they are discussing that episode. They have insightful conversations, often with guest speakers from the field of online learning and education that are also entertaining. I especially enjoy the addition of video to the more recent episodes. Thank you, Amy, for watching Mm -hmm, the video. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Overall, a charming and educational podcast that fosters collaboration and connection for educators, designers, and administrators in online teaching and learning. That's awfully nice. What a lovely, lovely review. Thank you, Amy. Charming. She called us charming. Yeah, I'll take that. Sure. I don't know if it's true, but I'll take that. I think the connection is more... I throw it out there. I mean, I think the connecting is more <laughs> the heavy lifting's on your end. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Amy. We do appreciate that. Thank you, Kelvin, uh, for the coffee. Um, so, if you have uh, thoughts on on our podcast, our little homemade podcast here, mm-hmm. Topcast, um, and and would like to you know comment or share uh, your thoughts with future li- listeners. Uh, consider clicking a star rating or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever the platform of choice where you listen to this mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. We're on all major podcast mm-hmm. platforms. That's true. It helps. It helps the algorithms find things. And, and gosh, it just makes us feel good when we see what you said. Yeah, we read them all. That's actually. true. Yeah. That's true. So, awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, happy anniversary, Kelvin. Here we happy are. anniversary, Tom. Year seven, the beginning of year seven. Can you believe that? Wow. All right. That's amazing. Well, until next time, for TopCast, I'm Tom. I'm Kelvin. See ya. See ya.